Yo, what is going on, Cover 7 family? Welcome back to another episode here on the Cover 7 with Mason Pierce podcast. And guys, in today's episode, we are going to be previewing all of our upcoming action in week 10 of the 2022 NFL season. Like I said it for the college football week 11 preview, and I'm going to say it here again for the NFL week 10 preview. It still doesn't feel right saying week 10 already. I mean, it feels like we were just doing preview episodes for the preseason, you know, for week one, all those matchups, and now we're already through the halfway mark of the year. just feels really weird to say. But anyway, guys, before we do begin today's episode, I do want to ask y'all to please make sure that you like, comment, share, rate, do whatever you can just to make sure that we continue to spread the Cover 7 podcast to everybody in the world so that they can also stay up to date with everything football related. And, you know, thank you guys for all the support that y'all have shown. I've definitely noticed it on Instagram and TikTok and all the social medias for the Cover 7 podcast. It truly means the world to me. But, you know, once again, like I always say here on the Cover 7 podcast, I don't want to waste y'all's time, mine either. So let's get right into today's episode. And like I said, we're going to be kicking off week. 10 of the 2022 NFL season and to kick it all off on Thursday night football at 7:15 p.m. Central Time on Amazon Prime we have the Marcus Mariota led Atlanta Falcons taking on the PJ Walker led Carolina Panthers now Carolina the only positive really for for them in this game is the fact that they will be debuting their all black uniforms the black helmet with the blue stripes then the black uniforms I mean it'll look, I mean it'll look sick but the team they probably will make you physically feel sick because in this game you know especially last week against Cincinnati we saw Joe Mixon who had a career day putting up a total of five touchdowns on the day. Not Joe Burrow, the quarterback, the running back, Joe Mixon, five total touchdowns on the day, four were rushing, one was receiving. I mean, just this Panthers defense is horrendous. And then to make matters worse, they're going up against one of the best fantasy running backs that you can get in Cordell Patterson, who, not to mention, in his first game back since dealing with an injury, had two touchdowns in his debut game and looked pretty darn good. The defense wasn't that bad either from the Atlanta Falcons as they were pretty much able to contain, can't even talk, they were able to contain Justin Herbert to pretty much less than 200 yards passing. So... I really don't think this game is going to be a big factor. I know Atlanta, they're only favored by three points in this game, which I feel like definitely doesn't seem right. I mean, no offense to Carolina, but they already said they're going to go with P.J. Walker. Now, if they say they were going to go with Baker Mayfield, who looked good in the second half of that game after P.J. Walker got benched, then, yeah, I might potentially go with the Carolina Panthers. But since P.J. Walker is going to be playing in this game, he's going to be the starting quarterback. I mean, for heaven's sakes, he only threw for nine passing yards last game, not just passing touchdowns or incompletions. He only threw for nine passing yards and two interceptions. I mean, he looked horrendous. And, you know, on the flip side for the Atlanta Falcons, I think Marcus Mariota, he's been definitely a kind of a kind of a glimpse of fresh air knowing that they now have a mobile quarterback. I mean, they have Matt, they had Matt Ryan for all of those years, who is known as more of a pocket passing quarterback and definitely does not have really any mobility. So, um anyway, in this game, I've got to go with the Atlanta Falcons. I just don't think that Carolina, they're really going to want to be winning games. I mean, I know their front office is pretty much probably telling every single one of their players, you know, lose these games. We need that higher draft pick. And I think in this game, it's going to be a very similar case. Now, they are going to have the black uniform, so maybe that gives them a little bit boost of energy. You know, brand new unis. I'll definitely, if you haven't seen them, definitely check it out on the Cover 7 Instagram. I posted a picture of them. But anyway, in this game, I'm just going to have to go with Marcus Mariota and Atlanta Falcons. I mean, I love what their defense is able to do, but most importantly, that offense, you know, despite not having all of the star-studded names outside of guys like Kyle Pitts, you know, they have guys like Cordell Patterson and Marcus Mariota who have really revitalized their careers in Atlanta. So give me the Atlanta Falcons over the Carolina Panthers to kick off week 10 of the 2022 NFL season. So 
Anyway, guys, that's the only game that we do have on Thursday. So now let's get over to Sunday, which, as you all know, is our main slate of games. And the first game that we're going to talk about, and, you know, actually we'll be going back internationally, so we will be going across the pond. But this time, instead of being in London, we'll actually be in Germany for the first time in NFL history as we have the Geno Smith-led Seattle Seahawks, who offensively have just astonished everybody, myself included. I mean, I thought losing Russell Wilson was going to be a huge break for them, but I think, honestly, losing Russell Wilson was the best thing that happened to the Seahawks team. And, you know, they'll be playing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who are coming off a definitely weird win last week against the Los Angeles Rams. Not a good win, but once again, a win is a win. They definitely showed a little bit of promise on that final drive of the game. Um, this game, it'll be at 8.30 a.m. Central Time on NFL Network. Now, for me, for some reason, I don't think Tampa Bay has a chance in this game because the Buccaneers have been horrible against the pass this year. Their secondary is pretty much diminished to nothing, and they're going up against one of the pe the best passing offenses in the league this year. What Geno Smith has been able to do with Tyler Lockett, with DK Metcalf, also Noah Fant, who had his first real good game as a Seahawk last week against the Cardinals. I mean, I think they're going to throw the football all over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, you could also credit it's going to be overseas, so it may not have that same effect, but I just don't see uh, Tom Brady and this Tampa Bay Buccaneer offense getting it, I mean, in my opinion, really getting it done. I mean, they weren't able to run the ball effective at all against the Rams. Leonard Fournette had less than 10 rushing yards on the day. I think the Buccaneers had less than, like, 30 rushing yards total. Tom Brady didn't look bad, but his wide receivers, they kept dropping balls and, you know, just very inconsistent play by the wide receivers. And I think in this game... I'm going to just have to go with the Seattle Seahawks. I mean, they're really on a hot spree right now. I mean, especially winning last week against their NFC West rival, the Arizona Cardinals. That was a huge win, especially down there in Arizona. So give me the Seattle Seahawks led by their new star quarterback, Geno Smith, to beat Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to kick off NFL Sunday and to kick off our first ever series game in Germany, which I think is pretty cool. Uh, now, waking up at 8.30, that's going to be a little bit more of a, a little bit difficult thing for me on a Sunday, but definitely I will have to tune in into this game. So, anyway, guys, the next game that we're going to talk about, and this is going to be probably, in my opinion, the biggest game of the weekend. As at 12 p.m. Central Time on Fox, we have the Minnesota Vikings, who are sitting at 7-1, coming off a great comeback win against the Washington Commanders last week down in Washington. They're going to be traveling to Buffalo to take on the Buffalo Bills. Now, for me, I wish this game was a nighttime game. I think this would have been perfect for Monday night football or Sunday night football. But regardless, this will be a really entertaining one to watch. It'll be on Fox, so 12 p.m. Central Time on Fox. Um, the only concern for the Buffalo Bills is the health of their quarterback, Josh Allen. Now, he struggled the past two weeks. He's thrown a combined four interceptions the past two games, two against the Jets. He threw two against the Packers on Sunday night football. So that has been a little bit of a concern, but you still have Stephon Diggs. You still have Gabriel Davis. You have James Cook, who was our fourth-round pick out of Georgia. He's really emerged as one of their top weapons, I think, definitely going forward. You know, you went out and got Naeem Hines, who I think will play in this game as well, who they traded for right before the deadline from Indianapolis. Their defense was which is pretty banged up. You know, they got Tredavious White back, but they missed Jordan Poyer last week, which that definitely showed a little bit too as well. Um, you know, it's Minnesota Viking team. They're really good offensively, but I don't think their defense gets talked about enough. You know, they went out and really tried to improve. You know, went out and got Zadarius Smith from the Packers to definitely help up with their pass rush as well. Um, I mean, obviously they already had uh, Danielle Hunter. You've got Eric Kendricks. you got Harrison Smith, one of the better veteran safeties in all of the league. And, 
You got Patterson, uh, Patrick Peterson as well, who is not the same Patrick Peterson we saw with the Arizona Cardinals, who made like eight to nine straight Pro Bowls, you know, something slight. But anyway, their defense is really solid as well. And I think with the Buffalo Bills, who have struggled a little bit on offense the past few weeks, you know, they struggled in the second half against the Packers, and they struggled really bad against the Jets. I'm going to have to go with the Vikings to get the upset. I know this game is being played in Buffalo, but I think if Josh Allen, Josh Allen is still banked up, he's going to be a little bit more cautious, especially running the football with his right shoulder. And I just think that Kirk Cousins, who I know normally chokes in these type of games, but I think with his escape blankets and Justin Jefferson and Dalvin Cook and then TJ Hawkinson as well, who they acquired right before the deadline, I don't think that should really be a problem. So call me crazy all you want. But I'm going to go with the Minnesota Vikings over the Buffalo Bills to kick us off on our noon slate of games. Now, guys, for the next game that we're going to talk about, we're going to have an NFC North rivalry matchup at 12 p.m. Central Time on Fox as we have the Detroit Lions taking on the Chicago Bears and Soldier Field. Now, if you told me after watching the Washington Commander and Chicago Bears Thursday night football game a few weeks back, I would have told you right away the Lions, they probably would have won this matchup. I know the Lions, they've struggled a little bit the past few weeks. You know, they did beat Aaron Rodgers in the Green Bay Packers. The defense looked really good. I mean, they forced three interceptions off of Aaron Rodgers. But the offense has still been very much a concern. You know, they have a lot of banged up guys. They haven't had DJ Chark. They've really had to rely heavily on Jamal Williams. I mean, he had 25 carries last week against the Packers. Jared Goff has started to kind of go back to a little bit of the typical Jared Goff that we got used to seeing with the Rams. So there's a lot of concerns on offense for the Lions. And, you know, for the Chicago Bears, Justin Fields had a historic game last week against the Dolphins. He ran for 175 rushing yards, which has not been done by a quarterback in the NFL Super Bowl era. So just to put that in perspective, back to like the 1940s, 1950s era. I mean, it hadn't been done since then. So, that, I mean, that's something incredible that a quarterback has done. And then to make matters even better, the run game has been amazing. Matt Eberflus has finally decided, you know what, we're going to play to the strengths of our quarterback, kind of similar to what John Harbaugh had to do with Lamar Jackson when they drafted him out of Louisville. I just think right now the Bears, they're connecting on everything. I know their defense is definitely still a little bit Definitely a little bit suspect. You know, they traded Roquan Smith and Robert Quinn, but I definitely think over time they're still very young. They'll figure things out. But in this matchup, I'm going to have to go to the Chicago Bears. So give me Justin Fields to have a huge day over the Detroit Lions as they'll beat the Lions in our noon slate of games. So. Anyway, guys, the next game that we have at 12 p.m. Central Time on CBS, we have Russell Wilson and the Denver Broncos, who are coming off a bye week after, I would say, an okay win against the Jacksonville Jaguars in London, traveling out to Nashville, Tennessee, to take on, I think Ryan Tannehill will be in this game, but I'm just going to act like Malik Willis will still be playing. Um, this game will be on CBS, like I said. Um, you know, for the Tennessee Titans, they didn't play bad. I mean, you know, they did lose to the Kansas City Chiefs in, uh, in, in overtime, which there was a lot of calls that you can debate. We're pretty s skeptical, could have debated a lot more. I'm, gonna I'm just going to conti continue to keep, keep saying debated. But, um, you know, not a bad game defensively. Kevin Byard definitely stood up. Jeffrey Simmons, uh, Danico Autry, who I think is one of the more underrated interior defensive linemen in all of the NFL. You know, having that linebacking core of Zach Cunningham. And then you also got to remember, they don't even have their best linebacker in Harold Landry, who tore his ACL at the beginning of the year and has been out for the rest of the year. So, I mean, this defense is pretty good for considering how young they are, and I think they're only going to continue to get better under Mike Vrabel. Now, the offense is still a very big what-if, right? You know, Derrick Henry is the heart and soul of that offense. When he's not going, that offense is not going. And we saw in the second half when the Chiefs, they adjusted their defense to containing Derrick Henry. They couldn't do anything. I mean, we already know they can't pass the football. Robert Woods, who pretty much leads the team in uh, receiving yards through 10 weeks, 
only has 250 yards, and he leads the, t the Tennessee Titans in receiving. So definitely not something you want. I mean, we all knew when they when they traded A.J. Brown, they were going to lose that ability to be able to throw the football. I mean, that was kind of already a guarantee. You know, you don't have Corey Davis no more. You don't have A.J. Brown no more. You know, you have Robert Woods, Traylon Burks, who can't stay healthy whatsoever, their first-round pick out of Arkansas. Um, but I do think Derrick Henry and going up against this Denver Broncos team, which they do have a pretty good defense, but they haven't really gone up against a running back like Derrick Henry, who is just a freak of nature. And even Derrick Henry had a pretty good game last week in the first half, put up, put up over 100 rushing yards and two touchdowns. So even though my gut, it tells me I want to go with the Denver Broncos because I feel like it would be an upset win for them, I'm going to have to go with the Tennessee Titans. They're playing at home. I doubt they're going to I doubt they're going to want to lose a second straight game, especially after how well they played against the Kansas City Chiefs. So give me the Tennessee Titans over the Denver Broncos. Now, guys, for our next game at 12 p.m. Central Time on CBS, we have Trevor Lawrence and the Jacksonville Jaguars taking on Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs at Arrowhead Stadium. Now, in this game, it's going to be a pretty interesting, pretty interesting offensive uh Offensive matchup, right? So you have the Jacksonville Jaguars, who are extremely young and extremely unproven. Trevor Lawrence, the former first first overall pick in the 2021 draft, and then his teammate, who was also in the in the same you know same round and everything, also went to the same college with them. Travis Etienne, who's starting to emerge as potentially a star at the running back position for the Jacksonville Jaguars. I mean, he was ultimately the reason that why the Jaguars traded James Robinson to the New York Jets. So. And they've kind of been looking definitely a lot better these past few weeks. You know, they came back against the Raiders last week at home. Uh, I definitely think they are a really solid team. They've got Christian Kirk. They're going to get Calvin Ridley back next year. You know, they have Evan Ingram, who's actually looked pretty good with the Jaguars this year. The offensive line has improved a little bit more. You know, winning got Brandon Sheriff from the Washington Commanders. So overall, not a bad team, but we have to remember they're playing at Arrowhead Stadium, which is one of the hardest stadiums to play in all the NFL. They're also take you know also their defense is. Very, very inconsistent and young. Trayvon Walker, who I think has honestly lived up to the number one hype, has played really dang well for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Their defense is not that bad overall, but going up against Travis Kelsey, you know, Kadarius Toney now, who played in his first game with the Chiefs last week, didn't really get too much action, but you can already tell having a threat like him on the field is going to have to open up the defense a little bit more. So in this game, as much as I want the Jaguars to win, I'm just going to be realistic with you guys. The Kansas City Chiefs will probably blow out the Jacksonville Jaguars. So give me Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs over the Jacksonville Jaguars on our noon slate of games. Now, guys, at 12 p.m. Central Time on CBS, we have the Cleveland Browns taking on the Miami Dolphins down in Miami. Now, all I'm going to say is this Miami offense is easily starting to emerge as one of the best not only in the AFC, but one of the best in the NFL, right? They have Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle, who I will argue for days upon is the best wide receiver duo in all the NFL, right? Uh, defense, there's a few things you need to pick up on, you know, kind of some inconsistent, uh, definitely some inconsistent cornerback play. Byron Jones hasn't really lived up to that huge contract they gave him after he left the Cowboys. Xavier Howard, who's played solid, I mean, not the same all-pro level that we got used to seeing, but he's played pretty good. Um, you know, but they went out and got Bradley Chubb. They signed him to that huge five-year contract extension to better their pass rush. You know, they're doing the right things in order to better this team. And once again, having two attack of Iloa back after that scary concussion situation, he's looked phenomenal. Pretty much was dang near perfect last week against the Bears. And I think in this game, as he's going up against a pretty weak 
Cleveland Browns defense. Now the pass rush is going to be the biggest thing. You know, how will they contain Jadavion Clowney and Miles Garrett on the edges? But if they're able to do that, I think Tua Tagovailoa and this Miami Dolphins team, they're going to have a field day on the Cleveland Browns because the secondary is very young, very inconsistent. I don't even think they'll have Denzel Ward in this game for the Cleveland Browns, who is their Pro Bowl cornerback. So give me the Miami Dolphins over the Cleveland Browns in our noon slate of games. Now, guys, for our next game at 12 p.m. Central Time on CBS, we have the Houston Texans, who kind of shocked us a little bit last week against the Philadelphia Eagles. I mean, they contained, you know, Jalen Hurts in that offense a little bit better than a lot of us thought. I mean, myself included. I mean, I thought they were just going to get run all over, and they actually did pretty solid. As we all know, they are a rebuilding team, similar to what the, the Carolina Panthers are probably going to be next year. You know, the Jaguars, Falcons, everything like that. They're traveling up to East Rutherford to take on the New York Giants, who are coming off only their second loss of the year, which was up in Seattle to Geno Smith and the Seahawks. So, um, I, I mean, honestly, I don't think we really need question who's going to win this game. It's going to be the Giants. I mean, I, now by how much, you can kind of debate that. New York, they're favored by 6.5. You could say it probably be more. If I was you, I definitely would take the New York Giants and the spread minus 6.5. I just think, you know, Saquon Barkley stepping up a lot more. Daniel Jones, I know he struggled in the first half against the Seahawks, but he showed a lot more signs of improvement in the second half. You know, they're coming off of the bye week, which is going to be huge for them, you know, being rested up and everything like that. So give me the New York Giants over the Houston Texans in this game. Now, I do think Damian Pierce, who's a rookie running back for the Houston Texans out of Florida, I'm very high on him. I've been high on him since the beginning of the year when we talked about him. I know the main thing with him is, oh, my gosh, he's going to be a good fantasy running back, yada, yada, yada. He's going to get you all the points, which he will do. But I also do think he's just an overall really good power back and honestly will be able to get you those very short yarded situations and even break off some pretty good 20 to 30 yard rushes. But I do think in this game that we have to be realistic. I think the Giants should win this. So give me the Giants over the Houston Texans. Now for this next game, which we have at 12 p.m. Central Time on Fox, we have the New Orleans Saints taking on the Pittsburgh Steelers up in Pittsburgh. Now, my grandma might be mad at me a little bit for when I do talk about this game, so just pray for me in that aspect. But um, the New Orleans Saints, they struggled on offense last week against the Baltimore Ravens. You know, couldn't get Alvin Kamara going. I think he had less than 60 scrimmage yards total. Andy Dalton struggled a lot in the passing game. Uh, you can tell definitely not having guys like Jarvis Landry and Michael Thomas is huge. But if I remember correctly, I think uh, Jarvis Landry will be back in this game. I think they'll get Alvin Kamara definitely a lot more acclimated into their game plan as well because once he gets going, it's pretty much a guaranteed win. I mean, if you can get him over 100 rushing yards or 100 receiving yards, you're pretty much going to win yourself the game, you know, add on about one or two touchdown passes. Now, the biggest thing is will the defense step up? You know, they lost Marcus Davenport last week. Uh, I don't think Marshawn Lattimore will be playing in this game either. Tyron Matthew, he's played okay. Not the same Tyron Matthew that we got used to seeing, you know, in Arizona and at Kansas City. So the defense is still kind of a big what if, but I would say they did pretty decent containing Lamar Jackson and that uh, uh, that, that offense a lot more. Now, obviously, the Ravens, they didn't have Mark Andrews, so that kind of eliminated the whole receiving factor, so they were able to game plan a lot better against the defense. But they are going up against a Steelers team, which does have a pretty good running back in Najee Harris. I know it's not been as good of a year as he had last year. You know, Kenny Pickett, the rookie quarterback out of Pitt, he's been definitely struggling a lot with interception issues. And, I mean, I think it might be kind of a concern in this game as well because we saw what the Saints defense was able to do, you know, with Derek Carr when the Raiders came down to New Orleans. So, 
Um, in my opinion, for who will win this game, I mean, the Steelers, they lost Chase Claypool. They wanted to trade him away, but they did add William Jackson from the Washington Commanders, which adds another depth piece at the cornerback position, which is something they needed to do. They have Akilo Witherspoon, who's been pretty good. Levi Wallace, who came over from free agency from the Buffalo Bills. As much as I want to go New Orleans Saints, I really do. I just think the fact that they'll have the Steeler Nation behind them, it's going to be at, it's going to be a home game. Now, if it was played down in the Bayou, I probably would go with Saints, but I do think Kenny Pickett going up against one of the weaker defenses he has seen so far this year, I've got to go with the Pittsburgh Steelers. I mean, it's hard to want to go against them. I know the Saints are favored by three and a half, but they have so many injuries defensively and offensively. You know, Andy Dalton's played very inconsistent at times, and I think, you know, with the fact that the Steelers might potentially have T.J. Watt back in this game, I just think the Steelers, they should easily win this game. So give me the Steelers over the New Orleans Saints. Now, guys, that is it for our noon slate of games. Now, let me know what y'all's personal favorite's going to be. Mine is probably going to end up being, let me look real quick through all the games we talked about. Definitely that definitely that Broncos and Titans game and the Bills and Vikings game. I just think a lot has to do with the fact that I want to see if Russell Wilson and the Broncos are legitimate after that win against the Jaguars. And then for the Vikings and Bills, it's kind of the same thing with the Vikings as it is for the Broncos. Are they still a legitimate team? You know, they played a lot, they've played a ton of close games. They had to come back last week on the road against the Commanders. How will they do in, against one of the probably roughest atmospheres in all the NFL up there in Buffalo. So anyway, guys, let's now get to our uh, midday slate of games. And we only have two this week as well, kind of similar to last week. So, But the first game that we do have at 3.05 p.m. Central Time on CBS, we have the Indianapolis Colts, who, as we all know, just fired their head coach Frank Wright early on in the week, taking on the Las Vegas Raiders, who potentially might be firing their head coach as well at Josh McDaniel if he loses this game. So, um you know, not there was not really that many positives for the Colts that came last week. They got Sam Ellinger sacked nine times, which, which you know, they're supposed to have one of the best offensive lines in all the NFL, right? You know, got Quentin Nelson, you got Brandon Smith, you got, I'm trying to remember the center's name, but they've got all these stars on the offensive line, and Sam Ellinger got sacked nine times last week. You know, Jonathan Taylor still banged up, hasn't looked like the same offensive player of the year that we saw last year when he was running all over these NFL defenses. The wide receivers have not been good as well. Michael Pittman hasn't really stepped up as much. Alec Pierce, the rookie out of Cincinnati, he's looked decent at times, but once again, you can't really expect too much out of a rookie. So to add on the fact as well, they'll be playing in Las Vegas, the Raiders, who are probably beyond pissed at how they played against the Jaguars, you know, giving up that huge lead that they did have at halftime. It's kind of started to become more of a trend for this Raiders team to give up leads. I mean, Devontae Adams, I mean, he had 150 receiving yards for two touchdowns at halftime. I mean, there's not much more you can, you, you're going to want out of your all-pro wide receiver who you traded away a first-round pick and then signed with to that huge, that huge $230 million guaranteed contract. So in this game, Mm. excuse me, guys, I think it's just going to come down to major league coaching. I think if Josh McDaniels does not make the same coaching mistakes he made against the Jaguars that he also made against the Saints, I think they definitely should easily beat this Indianapolis Indianapolis Colts team, which is so deflated. And then to make matters worse, I love Jeff Saturday. Do not get me wrong. I love him as a person. I loved him as a player. But he's never coached college football. He's definitely never coached NFL football. He's only coached at the high school ranks for private schools. And now he's jumping to be an interim head coach in the NFL. Yeah, it's just hard to go against the Raiders in this game. So give me the Raiders over the Indianapolis Colts. As I think Devontae Adams will probably have another 100-plus yard receiving game against this Indianapolis Colts secondary. 
Now, guys, for our final game in our midday slate of games, as we have yet another NFC West rivalry game, and this game will be at 3.25 p.m. Central Time on Fox. We have the Arizona Cardinals, who have been a disappointing, disappointing team this year, taking on the L.A. Rams, who have also been one of the most disappointing teams this year, especially after the fact that they won a, you know, a Super Bowl not even nine months ago. So both of these teams have gone into this year really disappointing. Obviously, both have three wins. Cardinals are at three and six. The Rams are at three and five. They're both looking to avoid continuing to have that three in the win column. Now, for the Cardinals, can they – I mean, well, actually, take, let me take that back. For both of these teams, can their offensive lines finally step up and be able to give their quarterback enough time to throw the football in the pocket? Right now, for the Cardinals, they're a little bit lucky in the aspect that they have a guy like Kyler Murray who is very agile and can get out of the pocket. But for the Rams, they have Matthew Stafford who also has a little bit of mobility, but definitely is more of a pocket passing quarterback. I mean, his favorite targets Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup did pretty well against the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, had about 127 receiving yards and a touchdown, looked pretty good. But outside of that, Nothing was going for this Rams team. I mean, the O-line could not block well enough to get any type of running lanes open. Cam Akers, who was coming back after that whole trade uh, fiasco that went on right before the trade deadline, he only had, I think, three rushing yards on the day. So something you're definitely not going to want out of your quote-unquote feature back. And, you know, biggest thing is if the Rams are able to run the ball pretty darn well against this Arizona Cardinal team, I don't really see the Cardinals winning this game. It's also going to be at home at SoFi Stadium, so that is a plus for the Rams. Um, as much as I want to go with the Rams, I just think the Cardinals, they might be able to bounce back in this game. And the Rams, their defense is still pretty solid. I mean, they contain Tom Brady and that Bucks offense pretty well. I mean, they didn't allow any type of rushing yards, anything like that. So that's kind of what makes me retract my statement. And that's why I will go with the L.A. Rams in this game. I think they're going to get back on track. I think Sean McVay is definitely going to definitely going to be a little bit more amped up this week in order to get a win, especially over your NFC West rivals. So give me the Rams to close up our late-day slate of games. Now, guys, finally on Sunday night football at 7.20 p.m. Central Time on NBC, we have the Justin Herbert-led Los Angeles Chargers traveling down to Levi Stadium to take on the San Francisco 49ers. Now, I'm bad geographically, so I don't know if San Francisco is north of L.A., below L.A. All you California people, you can be mad at me all you want, but still is a SoCal rivalry. Um, in this game, biggest thing is we saw how well the 49ers offense is definitely playing now that they have Christian McCaffrey. I mean, Christian McCaffrey in his last game had the triple crown version in football, receiving touchdown, rushing touchdown, and a passing touchdown all in one game. Also was able to put up a ton of rushing yards, ton of receiving yards, and definitely made Jimmy Garoppolo look really, really good. And, you know, make matters even worse for the Chargers defense. You know, they don't have Joey Bosa in this game. They still have Khalil Mack. But they also do not have um, J.C. Jackson, you know, the all-pro cornerback that they got from the New England Patriots, who was out for the rest of the year. So just to kind of add that factor into as well, they still have Debo Samuel. You know, they did trade away Jeff Wilson, but they've got Christian McCaffrey now, who's a better all-around back. So that's probably another reason why they decided to say, hasta la vista, Jeff. We'll see you in another uh, another life. Um, but, yeah, in this game, I mean, I just – <laughs> Especially after how bad the Chargers offense played last week against the Falcons. It's really gonna hard it's gonna be really hard for me to see this Chargers team dominate, especially in front of a crowd like the San Francisco 49ers, whose fan base is so loud and electric when they're winning. Now when they're losing, it's a little bit different, but you know, 
Overall, I think the San Francisco 49er team, their offense is just really dominant. The defense is not even that bad as well. I think they are very underrated. They went out and got Charvarius Ward for their secondary. They're going to be getting Jason Barrett back as well, who I think a lot of people forget. You know, me being a TCU fan, I know how good he is. But I think a lot of people forget just how good he's been in the NFL when he has been healthy. You know, he was a first-round pick by the Chargers, I think, back in 2014. So he's got the talent there, and adding him back into your uh, cornerback room is definitely going to be a huge boost-wise boost for depth. So give me the San Francisco 49ers on Sunday night football to beat Justin Herbert and the L.A. Chargers. Now, guys, that'll wrap up all of our games for Sunday. All of our games for Sunday. So now let's get over to Monday's night game, Monday night football. I don't know why I said Monday's night football. To Monday night football at 7:15 p.m. Central Time on ESPN, as we have Taylor Heineke and the Washington Commanders taking off against just or Jalen Justin Hurts, Jalen Hurts in the Philadelphia Eagles. Now the Eagles, then their last game, they were. Um, pretty good I mean I don't think there's really too much to say this team has remained very consistent defensively and offensively now the biggest concern for the Eagles excuse me guys the big the biggest concern was the fact that they were able to give up a ton of running yards to Damian Pierce Damian Pierce he ran the ball pretty effectively against the Eagles on Thursday night football last week but you know they're coming off about a week and a half you know of rest so that's going to be good getting that additional day then to add on top of that Jalen Hurts and A.J. Brown continue to connect so dang well. One of the top quarterback wide receiver duos in all the NFL this year. Jalen Hurts, who's playing at an MVP caliber level. I mean, I thought it was funny when there was kind of a discussion of, well, should Carson Wentz be the starter? Should Jalen Hurts be the starter? And I think all Philly fans are glad that they decided to go down the uh, Jalen Hurts route. And then for the Washington Commanders, the defense played pretty darn well against the Minnesota Vikings, who have a really good offense. You know, like we talked about a little bit early on, Kirk Cousins, Dalvin Cook, Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen. You know, they went out and got T.J. Hawkinson from the Lions. You know, a lot of key pieces, and they did pretty well. The pass rush, obviously, is the biggest part of the Washington Commanders defense with guys like Jonathan Allen, Deron Payne, Montez Sweat. Heck, even Cole Holcomb, who I think is a really underrated linebacker. Their defense is really good. But the biggest question is going to be, will the Washington Commanders be able to get anything going on offense? Will Taylor Heineke be able to connect with uh, scary Terry McLaurin? Will he be able to get going with you know Curtis Samuel as well, who's coming back after dealing with a lot of injury issues? But I also think, too, this game being played you know, in Philly, the crowd at Philly is going to be electric. It's a Monday night game. And I think Jalen Hurts and the Eagles, they're going to continue to fly. Eagles fly all over the Washington Commanders. So give me the Philadelphia Eagles over the Commanders to wrap up Monday Night Football. And guys, I almost forgot one game, and for me this is one of the more important games, so we're going to go back to Sunday real quick. We're going to go to our uh, mid-slate of games. So we didn't have two, we had three. I just didn't see it because this game was at the top of my list, and I skipped over it, so I apologize. But um, anyway, so back to that uh, late slate of games. At 3.25 p.m. Central Time on Fox, we have one of the best rivalries in all of the NFL. We have the Dallas Cowboys going back up to Green Bay at Lambeau field as they'll take on Aaron Rodgers and the struggling Green Bay Packers now preseason this looked like this would be an amazing matchup right I mean you got Aaron Rodgers Dak Prescott you know Mike McCarthy his return back to Green Bay um you know for a lot of Cowboy fans this is the first game back since that you know very memorable moment where did Dez catch the football did he not catch the football you know the game that potentially set them out of being able to make another NFL championship run so this game as much as we all thought it was going to be very close in the beginning of the year, I think this game is going to be a blowout for the Cowboys. I mean, 
This Packers team is so decimated with injuries. Rashawn Gary, who's arguably one of their best pass rushers, he tore his ACL in last week's game against the Detroit Lions. He is out for the rest of the year. Aaron Rodgers has been struggling so bad that a lot of people are starting to question, you know, should he get benched in favor of Jordan Love, the former first-round pick in the 2020 draft. And, you know, also to make matters worse, he's going up against one of the best pass-rushing teams in the Dallas Cowboys who just, you know, they still happen to have one of the best generational talents we've seen in some time, probably since Lawrence Taylor in Lawrence Taylor and Micah Parsons, who has been balling out this year as well. They also have a lot of very underrated interior defensive linemen, Dorrance Armstrong, Osa Odigazua. I mean, they are so loaded, and that doesn't even get you know. Don't even get me started on the backfield that they've got. You've you, know, you got you got uh, Trayvon Diggs, Anthony Brown, who's done pretty good this year despite struggling in the past few years. They don't have Jordan Lewis, but they're so incredibly stacked on defense, and the fact that also their DC is Dan Quinn. I mean, I think they're going to give Aaron Rodgers so many fits in this game. And I think Mike McCarthy, he's also going to want to win this game a lot because, you know, once again, he was fired from Green Bay after spending about a decade with them. He won a Super Bowl with them back in 2010, which that Super Bowl just so happened to be played at that at the time at the new AT&T Stadium. So I think this game is definitely going to mean a lot more for the Cowboys than it really will the Packers. And I think the Packers, who definitely have struggled a lot and, you know, struggled definitely a lot in the passing game. We saw what Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs did to them on Sunday Night Football a few weeks back. So give me the Dallas Cowboys over the Green Bay Packers to wrap up all of our action for Week 10 of the 2022 NFL season. So guys, thank you so much for listening to today's episode. And let me know what game you're all looking forward to the most. I mean, I know I talked a little bit about the Vikings and Bills game being kind of my most, you know, favorite game I want to watch. But for me being a Cowboys fan, I'm probably going to enjoy definitely watching that Cowboys and Packers game because it's going to be interesting to see, you know, what's going to happen with the whole storylines of Mike McCarthy back in Green Bay, the Cowboys back in Green Bay after that very controversial call in the playoffs. So Anyway, guys, thank y'all so much for listening to today's uh, episode. Please make sure that you do like, comment, share, rate. Once again, do whatever you can. It just continues to also let me know that y'all really are enjoying the episodes and that I definitely should, you know, definitely continue to put keep putting out these preview episodes for y'all and, you know, recaps as well. And, guys, also, too, make sure to check out College Football Week 11 preview, which will be coming out tonight at 6 p.m. Central Time. And, you know, definitely, it's good. we definitely got a lot of matchups going on in college football as well, so you definitely want to listen to that, too, so. Guys, thank you so much once again for all your support. Also, make sure to check out Anchor.fm's monthly supporter program. It's only $4.99 a month. It's like subscribing to your favorite Twitch streamer, YouTuber, you know, subscription to your favorite news thing, whatever. It just financially, it also allows me to be able to better the podcast and everything like that. It just lets me know that y'all really do appreciate the Cover 7 podcast. Not required, not recommended. Y'all definitely do not need to do it. I simply appreciate y'all just dropping a listen and coming in and joining the Cover 7 family. So guys, thank y'all so much and I will see y'all here later tonight as we talk about some college football week 11. So peace and I'll see y'all guys then.